Hey everyone, and welcome to the I'll Take a Glass podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Preston. No matter what's in it, grab a glass. And And let's let's do do life together. Yo, welcome back to the podcast. I'll Take a Glass. We're excited to have you Uh, today. We're going to jump into kind of what we talked about last week, last Mm -hmm. episode of this whole idea of independence and submission and stuff like that. We're going to deep dive into that a little bit more. So hopefully it is a fun, entertaining, but also uh, a space where you can pull some things from this if you're listening or if you've got any feedback for us, uh, we'd love to hear it. Um, We are glad you're with us today. I got a listener question for you. Okay. Uh, They heard our episode on uh, summer adventure, summer travel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the question comes around that topic. Uh, the question is obviously outside of the kids, because that's kind of what drove our, or really drove us away from summer travel. Yeah. But outside of the kids, what are some things that stress you out about traveling and how do you address those or help yourself out in those areas? Um, I address it by not traveling. Yeah, <laughs> I'd rather that's stay at a home. Cheating answer. Um, no, uh, the, the thing that stresses me out is packing. Even going to the beach, like packing for the beach, yeah, packing a, for a typhoon. You are a perennial overpacker. I struggle because, especially with the kids, like when we went to the beach, we came back with so many snacks that I packed just because I was terrified they were going to get hungry. And I like hangry kids is a struggle. Um, but I'm a list person. So I just kind of a few days before I start making a list on things that I think we would need um, and then just kind of go from there. That's the best way I solve it is list ahead of time, not the day of. um, So I don't forget anything. Yeah, you are a huge list person. We have a trip coming up in just a couple of days. We're actually traveling out of the country and you haven't started packing yet, which I am genuinely shocked by. I, I'm making it day by day at this point. Like this yeah. is the the last the last nine months or really since we went to three kids. I'm like, listen, we're just vibing out here. That's mainly what it is. But yeah, that would be my tip. If you're a list person, make a list. If you're not a list person, find someone who is and make a list. Yeah, no doubt. Um, okay, I have a fun question. So for me, I guess I don't get to answer that question. <laughs> um, you don't ever pack. What do you mean? I do. So I just wear the same clothes. You pack for you. You don't pack. Trip. You don't pack for the kids or you me. You mention anything about packing for the kids or for you? Okay. Oh, you just talk about your list and you packing. <laughs> okay. Well, how do you prepare for travel then? Okay. What What stresses me out about it? Yeah. What stresses me out the most about traveling is figuring out exactly what adventures we're going to do <laughs> while we're on the road and while we're there. Sorry, it's just the face. Like, you just got real serious. (laughs) Yeah, I'm locked in. But it's all about the adventure. It's like, what are we going to do? What is going to be our itinerary when we're there to make sure that we are maximizing the fun to be had on this travel? I do not worry about packing. From essentially the time that I was in high school, I've trained myself to operate really good in crunch time. So... (laughs) Essay, essay due at midnight, 11.30, we're getting it knocked out, and it's we're going to get an A on it. I can operate in crunch time. Oh, we're it's the morning of, and we got to go. Like, we're going out of town for a week. All right, time to throw some stuff together. Let's pack. Now, one of my buddies, and we were just at their house recently, 
brought this up and I agree with it. I think for guys and girls are different. For me, like we leave and we leave on Thursday, today's Sunday. So we leave in what is that four days? There will be clothes that I have to wear in rotation <laughs> up until essentially the day that we leave. Like I'll have to wash them Wednesday to pack them. You or girls in general, women, on the other hand, have an abundance of clothes that it doesn't require you to like you can go ahead and start packing because you're not going to miss anything. Right. And so I can't afford myself the like I can't go start packing today on Sunday because then I, I will be walking around here like Adam walked in the garden before they ate the fruit. You do that anyway. Whoa. <laughs> at night. That's the other thing, too. The reason why you don't have to pack is because at the beach, all you need is a pair of shorts. You don't need a shirt. You don't need any of that. That's you don't. True. We got to go in restaurants. When you so sleep, true. you don't wear anything. So it just you, you literally don't have to bring anything. This episode feels really personal. <laughs> um, so, listeners, I am sorry. <laughs> That you are getting hot. I bet you didn't think that your glass was going to be filled this much today. Well, I'm just saying, like, there's a disadvantage. Yes, we said episode one. We were going to be authentic and bring ourselves uh, to the table. I thought you just you could brought be... me all the way to the table. So. And there's nothing wrong with enjoying the way that God created you. Oh, I enjoy it. <laughs> I do. enjoy the freedom. Right, there we go. We're going to talk about sex this no, episode. No, we're so. not. Uh, we are not sorry about that. Um, okay, so fan or no, not fan. What am I saying? Fun question, and I'm really interested to hear your answer. What is the dumbest, weirdest way you've gotten hurt? And I know exactly what it is. And if you don't say it, I'm going to. <laughs> dumbest, weirdest way. Play on words, dumb. I have gotten hurt. <laughs> um. <laughs> Man, let me think about this. I haven't really been hurt much. Oh my goodness! So I uh, let's see. <laughs> Dumbest way I have been hurt. You're avoiding it because you don't want people to I know. I think there's got to be a dumber way I've been hurt than that. Like no. just knowing me, I've been hurt dumber than what you're talking about. Okay, well they're they're interested, so I'm just gonna tell it. Oh, is that what they're telling you? Right During, now? Yes, my, my spidey senses. During COVID, we had to work out in the garage, so we were working out in your parents' garage. Is me, you, your brother, Blakeland, Leyland and Ace weren't born yet, and you were dancing and stepped on a dumbbell and <laughs> rolled your ankle. Jumped. It was bad. I was dancing that required me to jump. You still and I jumped up and came down on a dumbbell and almost broke my ankle. Yes, dumb dumbbell. See? And got laughed at instead of helped, instead <laughs> of comforted, instead of having any good Samaritan around me to take care of me. I was the first two travelers were all that was around me. People avoided me and went to the other side of the garage. The other ones pointed and laughed at me. So. Ooh. I didn't point in. La- I it's think I kept working out. <laughs> I kept working out because I was like, oh, you this is a. definitely stopped and laughed. This is a typical Preston thing. <laughs> yes. Okay. So even if you just, even if you kept working out, just like the first traveler, you just maintained your, your path. <laughs> okay. Well, you, you got one worse than that. That's hard to beat. Hmm. I mean, I've got to. I've got to have. I mean, some of mine got to be up there. I don't know about that. And since I've known you, that's probably the worst. Yeah. I've not gotten hurt in a weird way, so. That's probably not true either. <laughs> yes, it is. I don't know that I can think of one off the top of my head, but I guarantee you. I can hurt. think of one recently. What? The broken toe. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I can't tell it. I can't tell it because I'm not going to be able to get it out. So, Taylor <laughs> let a giant frog in her No, you did. And... My valiant, brave guy let like, the frog in. I do in. not like frogs. I remember having a book when I was a little kid that had a illustration of a frog in it, and it had this long, weird-looking toes, and it just <laughs> freaked shivering me out. Now. Um, and then being outside as a kid, I remember standing on the sidewalk one evening, and a frog jumped and landed on my foot. And I just think from that day on, I'm like, mm, just don't prefer them, you know? Like, not scared <laughs> of them, per se. Just don't have just kind of like, you know, could go without them, you know, but uh, frog got into our house. I was actually going to get something on the front porch. It was sitting on our front door ledge. I opened the door, stepped on it on accident, which was disgusting. You didn't know what it was. Though. Didn't know what it was. And you can see on our ring doorbell camera, it jumped into our house once I stepped on it. Um, and so I had no idea. I just know I slammed the door and I like, oh, like heebie jeebies all throughout. Um, all no three idea. kids are asleep at this point. Yeah. So I was whispering cuss words. Um, and then Taylor came running up cause she knew something was wrong. She was like, what, what? And I was like, I stepped on something. I stepped on something. It's disgusting. And about that time in our front room, like we heard some rustling around where we the have playroom. all the kids. Yeah. Our playroom where we have all the kids toys. And I was like, whatever this thing is, it's in the house. Well, you, you thought it was a snake. And I would have. I did not think it was. Oh, a snake. I thought, well, I thought it was. I was, I hate snakes. Like, I'm I terrified of them. I stepped on like a rat or a possum or something. Well, all I know is when we heard the wrestling, mind you, Leyland decided she was going to dump out every possible bin we had in the playroom. Oh, our, yeah. Our playroom looked like a war zone. Yeah, no, she literally dumped out every bin. And so, so we, saw we some can't see around. the frog. You're interrupting my story. Sorry, we I saw had some to bring some context. And, uh,. You could see on the wall, like the frog foot. And I was like, oh my goodness, like all of my worst fears are coming to life. And I knew, oh yeah, like while she's sitting here talking, she doesn't necessarily have a fear <laughs> of frogs, but she wasn't real eager beaver to go grab it and throw it out. And so we were, we probably for 30 minutes got brooms and buckets and all kinds of stuff, trying to figure out how to scoop this thing up all while like the playroom was in all kinds of disarray. So we can't find the thing. No, and so like it would jump out at one point. We tried to get it and jump back behind some other bunch of toys and boxes and stuff. <laughs> well, we finally, I finally got it up against the wall, was about to sweep it into the bucket. Um, as soon as I touched it with the broom, it jumped. Taylor's in the middle of the room, ready with the bucket. It jumped and landed on Taylor's foot. She jumped up and screamed. Woke up everyone in our house Not and the rest of the neighborhood because of how loud she screamed. And in the process, kicked our wooden dollhouse that probably weighs about mm, 60, 70 pounds. Maybe, yeah. And so she kicked that. It didn't move real far, but uh, she broke her toe in the process. And so broke her toe jumping and kicking a frog. <laughs> Uh, screaming. I didn't kick the frog. The frog threatened me. I jumped oh. and kicked the dollhouse. We got the frog out after about 50 minutes, but I was to the point where I was going to go get our oldest to have her come get the frog and wake her up, but we didn't do that. No, I, I finally got it out of the house. No help to, no thanks to Taylor. Not but... true. You were mad at me because I didn't pick the frog up. Yeah. This is your this is your turn. I killed a snake in the in the uh, backyard just a couple days before. Your fear, killed a snake. 
Didn't ask you to come do anything with it. You, well, you let there be, be a frog in the house, and now all of a sudden I have to bite the bullet on what I don't like and go still go get it. Well, I'm telling you now, you will never see me willingly do anything with a snake. Matter of fact, I see it. I'm picking my, our children up, and I'm running the other That's way. That's not true. I've, I watched you that day knock Leyland over to get her out of your way running away from that snake. You stiff-armed her into the grass, made her eat dirt because you were so scared. That, that is the biggest Don't act like you got the children's best interest in What mind. are you talking about? That has never happened. You're yes, lying. You're, you're making you're me sound like an awful snake. mom. And you Heismaned our our daughter. No, I didn't. That our never sweet poor child. <laughs> that never happened. You you tried to push Blakeland towards it to get to like that if never I'm not gonna, I might not be first, but I won't be last. That's what you yelled when you Preston. took off running inside. You're gonna have people calling some CPS on me because I've never done that. Ah, well, you better get your story straight whenever they come calling. I, w I have never ever done that. I would never do that. I would probably be dragging them to come home, but I'm not gonna leave no child left behind. <laughs> like that, how I feel. All right, let's jump into it. Hope y'all enjoyed our uh, broken toe and almost broken ankle stories. So yeah, just just sprain it. I recovered pretty quickly. I mean, I got pretty elite immune system and inflammatory response. So. Made a made a pretty rapid recovery on that. Oh, your toe not so much. I mean, you wore a boot for what month and a half. Um, you got mad at me because I didn't wear it consistently mm, because so. I tried not to be a punk about it. Just saying. All right. Well, got what you got? Of, got a little bit of Wolverine in me, I guess. Oh. X Men Ultra Healer. Oh, you got some Wolverine in you. Yeah. Oh. oh I didn't mean it like that. Talk. Here we go. <laughs> I did not mean it like that. Good Lord. All right. Here we go. What you got for us today? You kind of so, touch on it, bitch. Uh, we're going to, like last episode, we kind of talked about towards the end of the episode, um, like really your upbringing, how you were raised by strong, independent women. That's kind of who you were, who you still are. You still maintain a level of strength and independence. And there's a task I can get it done unless it's a frog or a snake. Like you still maintain that about you. Um, and so just kind of in case this is, first ever episode someone's listening to us kind of recap what uh your upbringing was like type mm -hmm. of women you were raised by and kind of who you are as it relates to that yeah so um i was my mom my parents are divorced i live with my mom and my grandma mainly um and my grandma is um my grandpa's been passed away for a long time um several like 20 plus years and um but she still was pretty independent very strong-willed she grew up in that era of like kind of the stay at home um where women didn't weren't quite moving into that whole independent mm -hmm. um uh i don't know mindset i guess you could say but my grandma was very much so that way like she was very strong-willed, but she also did it with grace. Like, I, I wish I would have been able to observe more how she yeah. um, so interacted she with my do? grandpa. What was her profession? She was Still hairdresser. Is her profession. Yeah, hairdresser. At how old? Gama is, we call her Gama. Um, she is about to be 88. Yeah, and still... Yeah, she does hair. some hair. Yeah, she does. Um, and so very independent, strong, work like working uh, woman. Um, raised four girls. Um, and then my mom is a coach and a teacher. Mm -hmm. Um, she still is. And just very much kind of in the independent. Um, I think as I got older, about middle school on, really she came into this whole, I'm independent. I'm going to do what I want, yeah. when I want, how I want. No man is going to ever tell me anything. Yep. 
And then I, at the same time, also well, even grew your aunts. So you said she was yeah. one of four girls. Even your aunts. I mean, one of your aunts is or was a prison guard. Yeah, was well, she retired? Yeah, very strong will. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the other one was too at one point very strong will. Yeah. Um, and then the other one kind of works in like ma- car manufacturing, but very strong will. Right. Um, and so I just kind of grew up around people, women who I saw were like, um, we're married, but we pretty much re- like we're letting people know. Who runs the world? Yeah, and so that's also too what I was kind of gonna say. Can't is, too much of it. I know I sound too similar. What copyright infringement? We. I also grew up in the era. We grew up in the era where women, like even in songs, it was very much like a women run it. Like that you women you, empowerment movement. Yes, and all yes, that. basically. And so I just she got her own car. Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah. So basically. I think I just kind of developed this mindset that being dependent was a weakness. And so I had made it up in my mind, really just kind of how I saw some relationships in um, in my childhood, like where women were taken advantage of, women were um, almost mistreated, or women were like so dependent on a man that they couldn't really it's crippling. Right. It was crippling. Um, And then to move from that to see women who were basically like, I'm married, but I'm not doing what my husband (laughs) tells me to do kind of thing. Um, I think I just kind of had this mixed version of who I was supposed to be. So I ultimately decided when I grew up that I was never going to submit to a man, do what a man told me to do, um, really anybody and that I was going to be my own person, do what I wanted to do, how I wanted to do it, and nobody would be able to change my mindset on that. And so that's kind of where I, the mindset I grew up into. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, I, like I said, I just felt like, I felt like being dependent was weak. And I still, sometimes I still struggle with this. I have to remind myself that you and I are on the same team, that this isn't me when you give me advice, it's not you making a decision for me. It's you doing what you were called to do as my partner and as my teammate. And so I think when I started wrapping my head around like marriage is more like it's like a team, which I can get with that. I've done that my whole life. I've been on a team my entire yeah. life. It's multiple people working toward one goal. So the two of us working yeah. toward one goal. Um and it's me sacrificing myself to reach the common goal. Yeah. And working toward that and working with you on that. That's good. We'll get to that in just a second because okay. I want to dive into that a little bit more, but that's good. So you kind of touched on it and I want to go a little bit deeper into it, but your view on dependence, your mm-hmm. view on especially the word submission, because mm-hmm. that's biblical, um, your view on that was that was that was weakness yeah that was a place where you could not tolerate because you were not going to you were just you were not going to have this compliant obedience about you Mm -hmm. um and if you did that that you were going to get taken advantage of or anything like as it relates to that so kind of walk me through i know you kind of touched on it but why you felt that way and where there has kind of been a shift or a change, what things have helped you navigate away from that. Uh, just kind of walk me through that idea of weakness for you as it related to submission. Yeah, I want to be careful because I don't want to, I mean, my story is mine, right? And I, there are right. people in my story who have their own sure. story sure. and background and things like that. Um, 
my mom, I watched in some relationships. Um, she was still independent, but she, I mean, was mistreated. And yeah. so I think for me, I felt like whenever someone is, when you're dependent on someone, it kind of ties your hands. Like, then you don't have the freedom to get out of a relationship if you yeah. need to, that you don't have the freedom to, um, to be who you actually need to be or want to be, or um, that there are certain careers tied, like women can't have careers, women right. can't be successful and pursue passions and dreams when they're tied to a man, um, which is totally false, right? So, but, yeah, but that's the, so as a child, you're witnessing some of these, and as a child seeing it, you are now thinking in your mind, all right, this is what marriage looks like. If I get married, there's a man in my life this is what I am binding myself to. Right. I refuse to do that. Yeah, because I didn't want to get married. Yeah. yeah, like I was not that that little girl who ever grew up going, oh, I want to get married. As a matter of fact, I said I'd never want to be married. Because of some of these experiences. Right, because of what I witnessed and experienced and um, like the one healthy marriage I felt like I could have witnessed, he, he passed away early um when i was in first grade so i just think that i basically told myself i'm not going to trap myself and that marriage is bad and that um even when you think about the bible like before i kind of really started to deep dive into the bible and understanding god's heart for women i was convinced that god that women were below men is the way that everybody yeah. you know, was taught to view it, which is not the case at all. And so I just think I had a really jaded view of what mm -hmm. that looked like. And so to me, weakness fell in being dependent. But I think I came to this place. So really the, the way that I, you helped lead me in a lot of that, but I think I kind of had to get to this place really even before I met you of going, what does it look like? And even despite how I felt and all of that, I was still in relationships that weren't good for me. Right. Um, but in those relationships, I was still very independent, honestly toxic to the point where I was like, listen, I, I'm, I'm me and you won't tell me what I can and can't do. Like I was still very yeah. independent in those. Um, but I think when I took a moment um, before I met you and going, who am I? Who do I want to be? What does my life look like? Like, what is God calling or asking of me? And moving from that, then moving into going under my understanding was that I need God and there's no weakness in needing God. Yeah. And I think that's where the shift was for me. So I, I took some time from relationships and it was in that time of my life. And I was a it was in between my sophomore and junior year of college. It was in that time of my life of God going you need me and that's not weakness that's strength so when i really got to understand that i think yeah. it was more of a there's nothing wrong with being dependent as a matter of fact i believe god designed us to be in relationship which is the whole reason we started this podcast too right. and so when i came to understand that i think i was more it, it was still hard but i think i was more willing to be dependent on certain things and stop worrying about what everybody else thought of me and understanding that I can, that there is one strength in being dependent on God. But in a sense, there's a strength in me being dependent on you in ways because mm -hmm. it has helped me to not have to carry so much of a load where I can be stronger and more in tune in other areas that I'm being called to as well. Yeah. And so I think that was kind of the shift for me 
um, in that moment. Yeah. So you experienced all these relationships and kind of trained you, they trained you and you kind of trained yourself be independent. Don't need no man. Mm -hmm. I'll have them, but don't need them. Yeah. And then along came Big P yeah. and everything changed. Yeah. False. Because we still worked on some independence with you. We're still working on that right. with me. And so I'm saying that's ultimately say like it did, it's not just like this overnight shift. Right. Like it was very gradual. It's still a work in progress on both sides of it. Like yeah. me being one that loves you well, loves you consistently in the way that you, in the ways that you need to be loved um, and supported and valued and cherished. Uh, That is a work in progress every day, as well as you being able to submit and rely on me and depend on the authority that we feel from God and that I have as the man in our relationship um, and things of that nature. Yeah, because there's vulnerability in relationships and there's vulnerability in being dependent on other people. And I struggled to be vulnerable. Like I didn't want anybody to see the deepest parts of me, the sadness, the the emotions. Like that was another thing. Like you don't express your emotions. Like you don't let people know how you feel. That's how I grew up. And what I realized was that's not accurate. Like emotions, this is what I teach Blakeland and you teach her too. Emotions are a gift. Like she'll apologize for feeling sad or whatever. I'm like, don't you apologize for that? Like emotions are a gift from God and it's okay to be vulnerable in that. And I think I had to, I think once I started to understand, because mind you, I did not have a relationship with God until in between my sophomore and my junior year of college. So that's when I developed a relationship yeah. with him. When I understood- You knew God. You grew up going to I knew church. of him. I never had a true, right. authentic relationship right. with him. Yeah. So yeah. you're in between those two years and you had a defining moment when your niece was born. Yeah. Um, that's when you kind of said, all right, you know what? Like- God, you better be real because here I come. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. And in a sense, it was like, okay, I, he's, I know he exists because there's no way he yeah. created this beautiful little baby that I'm holding with my niece. And it was a flip for me. And I think, I think it was when I started to really dive into who God called me to be or really who I was. When, when I d- understood who God was, I was be- better able to understand who I was. And then in that sense, that's when I started to go, okay there might be something here. Like there, right. there is a reason why I desire relationships with people, yeah. but it's the right relationships. There's a reason why I want someone to hear me and be vulnerable. And I want to express all of these things I have inside yeah. of me. Um, there's a reason why I was designed that way, but just try to, trying to understand that it was okay too. Right. Um, and so that was, that was kind of the shift for me. Um, and then it's taken a lot of practice yeah. cause it's still a struggle. So let's talk about the practice piece of it now. Yeah. So obviously like in a sense you were trained this way, mm-hmm. like you, whether it was trained by the women in your life or trained by yourself from what you viewed, your experiences, they molded you into who you are. 20 years. Of right. It, yeah. And so obviously there's going to be a tough shift and mm-hmm. a gradual shift and a gradual change just from that standpoint. But there's also times where it has been difficult because of me, right? And because of our relationship. Um, And so in areas that uh, like I have fallen short and not 
lived up or been who I'm supposed to be for you. And then that makes it tough because you kind of are able to revert back to, well, here we go again. Don't need a man, you know? Yeah. And so let's kind of talk about that a little bit. And then uh, we kind of finish off with, I mean, one band, one sound or whatever you were saying about teammates. Yeah. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> but we'll finish off with uh, kind of being on the same team and like our mentality there. Yeah. Um, I think... I- I had to come to because you you tell me and I try to remind you too like hey we're on the same team yeah and I think to put it in that perspective when you are a part of a team you're you have you're committed to it you have to show up every day because your yep. teammates are depending on you your yep. coach is depending on you there's a goal you're working toward right there's a goal you're working toward there's a role that you play and that also and I want to get into that that also requires vulnerability from you too right. because you are spending so much time with these people on a daily basis like they get to know you on a different right. level and I think when I started to realize that we were on the same team and ultimately I was being selfish because I wasn't showing up for you every day the way that I needed to because I was so stuck on it's about me it's about me being independent it's about me making sure you know that you don't rule me you don't run me like there's nothing you can ever do to change that I think that was selfish I think because I committed to you I committed to this team I committed to us um, working together toward a specific goal and I was being selfish when I made it so much about how independent I was going to be. I wasn't helping us move toward that goal. I was basically saying, I'm gonna get there on my own. And I don't know of any state championship, national championship team where one player gets there on their own. Yeah. Like it requires every, the, that team working together to move toward that common goal. And so I think I had to realize we're on the same team and I can't be selfish because of that. Now, did I come to that on my own? No. I had to then set aside my own pride and go get help. Like I went to go see a counselor and started getting help working you, through. You, you spent time listening to messages about yeah. submission and things of that yes. nature. Yeah. You know, so so I, I tried to invest in that because what I ultimately realized was I wanted our kids to have a healthy view of what it looks like to be married, but also I wanted them to have a healthy mama, you to have a healthy wife. And so I had to get help to get there. Um, I had to go to counseling and like, yeah, like you said, listen to messages and things like that to help me understand, like there's a greater purpose and greater goal than me trying to express my independence. And I'm not weak. In fact, I'm stronger because I'm partnering with my teammate rather than trying to fight against my teammate. And so... Um, and so that was Almost my experience. in the same way that God tells us in our in our weaknesses, He's made strong. Right. We're also in relationship where we have we benefit or we together are stronger because. And we've talked about this. And if you're listening to this, you already know. Like, if you're in a relationship, you're married, whatever it is. Like, all right, my significant other, my my husband, my wife is so good at these things that I am not good at. And so the the partnership we have together, now we are stronger together and as a unified front than we are as two individuals. Right. And so I think in the same way, like we're living out biblical practice. Now you talked about roles mm-hmm. and having like every team has specifically defined roles and right. that's how you have success. And here's the coaches coming out in us, right? But I mean, if you're looking at a basketball team, like there's only one point guard. So there's only Mm -hmm. one person that's going to bring the basketball up the court to get the offense started. There's only one center. There's only one person that 
is going to score the ball on every possession. And so, like, everybody has a specific role. There are people that are on the court because they play phenomenal defense, and mm-hmm. that is it. There's people that are on the court because they are a bucket, and that is it. Mm-hmm. And so, in knowing that, like, as we look at our marriage, I think that there are specifically designed roles. Now, we talked about this a few episodes ago mm-hmm. that there are elements of our relationship that change and shift and things about like as it relates to tasks and things of that nature. But in terms of who we are designed to be for each other, Mm -hmm. that is not interchangeable. Right. Um, And so there's one husband, there is one wife, there's one mom, there is one dad there. Like it doesn't go back and forth between the two of us as it relates to that. Yeah. Like you will be the only mother that, Blakeland, Leyland, and Ace have, I will never be their mother, right? right? And so I think that what ultimately helped you is me getting better in my role as your husband. It's a lot easier to submit under the authority of someone that is loving you, like we talked about last episode, like we've talked about a little bit this episode, the way that you are supposed to be loved, yeah. completely, fully um, the but way think- that Jesus loved the church, like I, Jesus loved the church. He spent time at church. He, uh, practiced at church. He brought people to church. He surrounded, uh, he did life in church. Mm-hmm. Uh, when church was being mistreated, he flipped tables and got angry because of that. And so like, you need someone to love you in those ways yeah. where like, I celebrate you. I lift you up. I, I want people around you that can do the same and that want to invest in you. Uh, I want to bring people to you that you can invest in because I know you are such a big benefit to them. I'm a fan of you. I want to, uh, I want to spend my days and nights with you. Uh, and, and when things don't go your way or when I feel like there are, there's mistreatment happening or anything like that, I get angry uh, for you. Um, and so when you are being loved in that way, it's been a lot easier in those seasons to be submissive to this relationship, to this marriage, uh, and to our house together. And so on the flip side of that, when there's been times where, and you've told me like, Hey, why did that not anger you more? Like mm-hmm. it really bothered me. And because it bothered me and I felt like I was done wrong, I really hoped that like, that would have sparked something in you and you've brought that to me or, Hey, I really don't like, I don't feel like you are like, yeah, we're sitting together on the couch, but you're not spending time with me. Like we're, you're, you're staring at your phone. Like that's not spending time with me or we're putting on mindless TV, but we're sitting apart from each other. And there's no, like, that's not spending time with me. And so we've had some of these different conversations like that. And it's been a wake up call for me. Like, Hey, maybe this independence she's expressing toward me in this season isn't because of her upbringing as much as it's because I'm not loving her the way that I need to be loving her. And if I'm loving her more completely and more fully, it lets down that guard of independence and and allows for submission. Yes. And I, I do think all of that is true and accurate, but I will say too, because you, you have the tendency to take on a lot of stuff on and kind of find fault in you and mm-hmm. um when things aren't going the right way, like that's your tendency so people listening to this might be like man he's doing all of that like that's a lot 
There is an element of this, though, where some of this stuff that you're talking about, there's a requirement of the same from me. Like, I'm still, even even in the submission, and yeah, you're supposed to love me well, I am still supposed to love you well. I'm still, like, I'm still supposed to support you and to really just do life with you. And so I think, I think there is a, we're viewing this too, like, I don't want people to view this as, um impossible roles more so as it is like a partnership because that that's mainly what it is and so while yeah you're called to um love me the way that jesus loved the church like i'm called to love you well in the same way too right um and while i yeah i'm supposed to submit to you and in a to an extent i there's an element of that where we're working together to come to that submission, not like yeah. a, you say something, I submit, or you have an idea or a thought, and this is what you say, I submit to it. It's like, right. a, hey, we have a discussion about this, and I go, okay, I've got to trust your leadership in that. Yeah. Because the reality is, on a team, you have to trust the leadership of the coach. Like, yeah. that's how they become successful. Yeah. Something else you talked about was how we communicated, like, when there were... I don't want to say discrepancies, but when there were issues going on. Yeah, tensions. To, right. So a team for in order for a team to be successful, they have to communicate. Yeah. When there are issues, when there are things that need to be addressed and things like that. And so I think there's an element to this where yeah, we each have specific roles and we have to understand that our roles are valuable and they're important and we have to try to fill those roles the best we can in order to be successful same as a team there are elements to this where i still have a certain responsibility to love you well and do some of those things that you mentioned Mm -hmm. i would say so i don't want to like bypass that because i want people to understand like this is this is where we had to work to a partnership Yeah, i mean and even so i i know this has felt like it's all built around that scripture but even then, like, if if you are not being submissive or you are being dependent or independent and expressing this independence and you don't need no man, like all that, that you've expressed at times before, that doesn't mean I get to stop loving you well. For I sure. Still, I still love you well through that season. If I am not loving you well and I am not, like, filling you in that way, well, then... That doesn't mean like, all right, well, I no longer have to submit. Like, doesn't matter. We're not we're not on the same team anymore, whatever. Like, no, it, it still is required of you. And that's what I think has helped us through some of these seasons too. Yeah. And but here here's the thing. Here's where I think submission comes into play. Submission is essentially offloading. Like when I finally got to the point where I was like, I could submit to him and give him some of this weight that I'm carrying. I was so much more um, productive. You know what I mean? Like when I stopped trying to carry it all on my own and in a sense realize that this is something, this is a team and we can carry it together in some things I can offload to you in a sense, like some of the cares and the worries and things like that. And even offloading it to God, right? Submitting to God in that way, because we're called to submit to God. We're called to submit to his will and what he's called as of us. When we have a willingness and desire to submit and we start living that out, we're much more productive and I think he uses us more and better. And so I think when I was like, okay, in a sense I can submit, like I can take some of this weight that I'm holding and I can give it to, to you, like, and I can have these conversations with you and trust you with it. 
now I can be a more productive mom. Now I can be a more productive wife. I can be a more productive coach. I can be a more productive teacher and all the other things that I'm called to. And so I think there's a level of that, of understanding, like, again, going back to the team, like the team carries it together or certain roles. And when I'm trying to play in your role, instead of allowing myself to submit to you and hand some of those things to you, I can't be as productive as I could be if I would just walk within what God has called me to. And so I think there's an element of that too. Yeah, no doubt. So, um, but yeah, um, I, I think this is a good conversation to keep having. If, um, I would encourage people to, to, to kind of dive into, that verse um a little bit like we've been able to and uh just kind of figure it out figure out what it looks like for you and your family and uh, what god's calling you to um we hope this was helpful but um we would just encourage that uh you would have these conversations with your spouse and get help where needed that was another thing i had to do is to get help so um main thing is you're on we're on the same team so we hope that this was helpful we uh Hope that you have a great week, and we can't wait to hang out with you again next week. No doubt. Just for reference, that verse is in Ephesians, Ephesians 5. Yeah, that's good. So go look at it, Ephesians 5, starting around uh, verse 20. But go check it out, and uh, yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Yep. All right. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. That's it for our show today. Thanks for listening. Be sure to leave us a review and share this episode with a friend. Tune in next week for more fun and connection. In the meantime, don't forget to visit our website, view our blog, and connect with us on social media throughout the week. Don't forget to fill your glass this week. Share this episode with a friend and invite them to have a glass with us. We can't wait to hang out with you again. This episode is brought to you by Rambo Media. Thanks for tuning in.